With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to No Bad Hops, the podcast all about baseball and beer. I'm your host, Anthony. This is our season preview edition of the podcast. Last year, I took a look at all 30 MLB teams and previewed each of them by myself. And while, you know, drinking alone can be fun at times, it's much more enjoyable to share a beer with a friend. So that's what I decided to do for this year. So this year's uh, season preview will be focusing on fans and what they hope for for 2024 from their teams. We'll look at their off seasons. We'll talk to them about who they're excited about watching in 2024 and what they're hoping for for their favorite teams. We'll have a beer. We'll talk about some other stuff as well. So we look forward to you joining us and being a part of it. If you want to join the conversation, if one of your favorite teams is like the Kansas City Royals, please reach out to me via direct message on Instagram at Major League Brews, or you can email me at aabrew162 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the 2024 season preview edition of the St. Louis Cardinals. So we're here with Dustin uh, on Instagram. He is known as Bobble De Niro. Um, wasn't sure if your name would be Bob because that would have been, you know, really, really set things together. But uh, Dustin's a pretty cool name, too. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, I, there's like a community of bobblehead collectors on Instagram, and we all kind of have our own names. Um, and we try and get creative and the best thing i could do was uh do like you know i like robert de niro movies i like the mafia movies so i was like robert bob bobble de niro <laughs> so that's where i landed there hey very creative i will definitely give you credit on that one um uh, i didn't know if you would like talk in a in an accent in a, the bobby de niro accent or, <laughs> or do no. the impersonation or not <laughs> no if i if i tried it would sound terrible so i'll i'll spare you <laughs> All right, no problem, no problem. So what are you drinking today? We'll start with that. Um, I mean, speaking of Robert De Niro movies, like that new one, The Irishman, I was feeling a little Irish today. So I just went with the old reliable Gillis, Guinness um, for tonight. It's about ready to drink. So Nice. So yeah, that pour is looking pretty good. And it, yeah. it is, go ahead. Oh, no, it's, it's just something that I... Uh, I don't know. For, I don't like stouts, but for some reason Guinness just does it for me. Yeah, and it's 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 just about that time. There's like that uh that window. I mean, there's it's always time for a Guinness, but like I feel like Valentine's Day to like the end of March, it's like Guinness season. So like you can have one at any time. Well, I mean, if McDonald's can uh, do the Shamrock Shakes uh, from February to March, you can drink Guinness and start celebrating St. Patty's Day. That yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I uh, I went the opposite route and I went with a IPA. Uh, I'm just cleaning out the fridge. We went. We had a trip to Maine uh, for my brother's birthday, so we stocked up on some Treehouse beers. Okay. Um, so I uh, had something called Mega Treat. 
I have no idea what it's going to taste like. I was trying to find something St. Louis-y, but uh, I don't have anything in my, in my fridge right now for that. So, No Bud Light? <laughs> no Bud Light, no Budweiser, uh, nothing. Uh, I was hoping for some, like, Shafley's or something floating oh, okay. around, but... Yeah. But uh, no, nothing. So I had to go with a just and I and a good old fashioned IPA. Well, not good old fashioned. <laughs> Basically, a trendy IPA. <laughs> to each his own. I like I like a few IPAs out there. I've got it was either this or a Hopsecutioner for me. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, cheers. Cheers to you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. So, are you from St. Louis? Funny story no uh, i'm actually <laughs> from wisconsin um so a couple states north but yeah i mean i grew up up in brewers country the first ever game i went to was um was a brewers game in uh in miller park um but i mean i i just went because that's what my that's who my family rooted for i think i was probably 12 when i first went and uh, I mean, it was fun. I love, I love the, I love the atmosphere of going to a live game and the crowd. It was, it was incredible. But I didn't really feel like I had a team um, until I started getting into baseball more. And at the time, uh, the Cardinals had Albert Pujols on their team, and he was the best player in the world at yeah. that time. And I, I couldn't help but want to cheer for his team. And and that's that's where I've been ever since. Very cool. So, well, they were they still an American League team when you were first started when you lived. Well, or were they National League? National League. Okay. League. Or are you talking about the Brewers? The Brewers, yeah. Yeah, I think they were they're National National League at that time. At, okay, I uh, say so you really you switch leagues from your your family. You went complete opposite way, but you know I, I'm a, I'm a traitor to them. <laughs> Like I took you to your first your first baseball game, Brewer game. You were wearing a hat, and I was like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. I I probably would have start. I started out a Yankee fan, then kind of like switched over to the A's because when I was growing up, like the Oakland A's were on TV a lot with the playoffs and Jose Canseco and sure. Mark McGuire, and I had like the poster over my bed, and then after. I don't know. I don't know what changed. I just like, no, I like the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> I had Yankees stuff from when I was like little. So I was like, ah, well, I should probably go back to that. So we all have our moments. <laughs> but I, I'm going to be a Cardinals fan until the day I die. <laughs> I'm right. pretty convinced. <laughs> Good. Um, I do like the Cardinal red. I mean, you can't, you can't beat the colors and, and just the classic uniform as well. Yeah. Well, same I, the do, uniform. Yeah. I do like that they brought back the baby blues uh, cardinal ones as well. Yeah, those really, really classy. So, we're getting ready for twenty twenty four. Just quick look back at twenty twenty three. I'm sure it was not the most cardinal like season you've ever experienced. So, what were, what were your thoughts uh, on last year for the Cardinals? Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, um, I knew that going into that season, we were going to be bad. I didn't know that we were going to be that bad. Um, I mean, I thought that we, we still had some some bright spots in the lineup maybe, but our pitching was just terrible. And, you know, the year before, you know, you had the trio, you had Wainwright, Yachty, and Pujols. Um, 
and then Pujols and Yachty retired, and then it was just Wainwright. And Wainwright's a he's been a great pitcher for us. He's come up key in just like lots of um, lots of games throughout his career. Um, but I mean, he'd even tell you that he he wasn't pitching his best, and last year was his last year, and he knew that, so he, he did what he could. He got his um, I think his two hundredth win, mm-hmm. and then hung him up. Um, but no, we were we were terrible. Um, if it wasn't our bullpen giving things up or our starting pitching not you know getting past three innings without getting hurt, it it was our bats being cold. And you'd think with Nolan Arenado and Goldschmidt, you know there there are there are stars and our and our veterans on the team, you know they can only do so much. Yeah. I think there's a lot of talent to be developed, um, but last year was not the not the year where it was all going to come together for us at all. Yeah. It's, it's funny because you never, you never expect a season like that, especially from a Cardinals team. They've just, they almost have like bottom, like the bottom falling out doesn't happen to teams like the Cardinals, like the Yankees. They find a way to, to stay at that like 85, 83, even like an 81 win season. Um, so to see that happen to the Cardinals was, uh, me, for me, a shock. And, you know, I, I don't follow them as closely. So um, so now it's 2024. Have they fixed those problems? Tried to. <laughs> uh, I, I think our front office does a good job of um, putting up a front that they're signing impact players. But I'm not convinced with Sonny Gray and, and Lance Lynn. Um, Lance Lynn, I mean, he was, uh, uh, he was part of the team where we won the championship in, yeah. in, uh, 2011, a lot of respect for Lance Lynn. Um, but him and Sonny Gray are bit by the home run bug. I mean, they give up the most home runs in the league. And that's something that we struggled with. I think last year was just giving up yeah. too many home runs, especially in key situations. So, I, I mean, I think they are better than what we have versus like if we wouldn't have done anything, but, uh, and who knows, I, I could be eating my words, you know, come September and things kind of lock in and maybe we make playoffs, but where it stands right now, I'm not terribly convinced. Um, where I think we're going to improve is our, is our offense. Um, I think, uh, some of our younger guys are young, you know, younger guys. I don't think they're, the young guys anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, sure, Jordan Walker, his rookie year was last year, but I think he's a quick, fast learner. Um, Brendan Donovan, he's been in the lineup pretty consistently. He's a, you know, he's, I think he's a good player, he's a good utility player. Tommy Edmond, you know, he comes, he comes in clutch sometimes. Um, he's pretty darn consistent. Um, and then surrounding that, you know, you have. Arenado and Goldschmidt, and even though they're getting older, they're still dangerous. They still know the game. They're still pros. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, they, they signed three starting pitchers in like a week's time. And it was like, all right, we're good. We're good for a while now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did solve one of the big problems. They didn't have starters who pitched a lot. Mm-hmm. Not saying they completely got that part of it, you know, the way most Cardinal fans would have hoped. Yeah. But, um, they did say they were going to get starting pitchers, and they went and got them. <laughs> they did. They did. And, they, and now Yadier Molina is kind of back, and he's involved in a sense. Um, and I think that was a big pitfall last year. I, we didn't realize. I mean, even as fans, I don't think we realized how important 
Molina was to our team and to our pitchers, you know, it was very apparent last year. So who on the Cardinals are you looking forward most to watch in this season? Um, I mentioned him before, and it's kind of for a silly reason, but it's Brendan Donovan. Um, okay. He won the, uh, the utility gold glove uh, two seasons ago. Um, and so I, I live um, in northeast Wisconsin, and the Brewers um, double – no, single-A affiliate, the Timber Rattlers, mm -hmm. are – are, are up here and Peoria comes up the the St. Louis Cardinals single A and um, something that I always like to do when I go to games is especially you know I like to you know see the young talent that the Cardinals have coming through the minor leagues I like to sit right behind the the um, on deck circle and like try and trip up players and like he was a dude that you know I'd get his attention and we talk just like a little bit or like maybe I'd tease him a little or I'd, I'd pump him up um, a friend of mine and I, we, we were sitting there and, you know, Peoria was losing and we're just like, bases were about to be juiced and we're just like, you know, end this game, you know, <laughs> like, Brennan, like, you got the power, just do it. And he, and he hit a tank uh, into left field and it was pretty awesome. And he pointed at us when we were done. So he's, he's, and, and I was actually at a game in Milwaukee where uh, the Cardinals were in town. I took my godson and, uh, you know, I yell, I'm like, Brennan, Appleton, Wisconsin. And he threw us a ball because they were warming up. It, it was it was cool. So That's I have that connection with, you know, him. And um, I think he's a great guy. So I, I want to see him succeed. So he's who I'm I'm looking forward to most. That's awesome. So, you know, it's great when you get that, like, that kind of connection with a player. Um, and then especially seeing him grow from, you know, a, a minor league or especially low A, mm -hmm. you know, he – just you know they might be 18 19 years old you know just out of college even and but they're still you know fresh at fresh face to the to big league baseball and uh to be able to watch them develop and especially be on your favorite team it, it's pretty awesome uh the yankees double a affiliate now is in somerset new jersey so oh. it's like 30 minutes from where i live so it's kind of cool i get to see i take my my kids there to go see the I said, I'm like, these guys are going to be on, the, like, on TV. You're going to watch, we're going to be watching them one day. And now, like, Anthony Volpe and, uh, uh, was one of those players that, you know, we went and saw as when he was 20 years old on, in double A playing for Somerset. And now here he is. So it's really yeah. cool to have that connection with the players. For sure. That's awesome. Um, all right. So, Brandon, let's see. Who has the better chance at a, a bounce back this season? Is it, Nolan Arenado, or not that Goldsmith had a bad year, or Paul Goldsmith. Yeah, I mean for for Goldie, I mean he came off of a MVP season, and you know he put up good numbers, but not MVP numbers. And especially at that age, I think it was you know I thought it was cool that he won an MVP because you don't see that when you're starting to get up there. But um, I think Arenado has a lot to prove. I mean, after not winning even a gold glove, much less a platinum glove, which we're all accustomed yeah. to seeing. Um, you know, I, I think I think we can expect it maybe a little bit more from the defensive side of things with Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Yeah, he he's one of those players that I've always wanted the Yankees to get. And when I mean I knew he was gonna get traded from the Rockies eventually, so I was hoping that he, he'd end up playing third base for the Yankees because I just Third base defense is like 
my favorite thing to watch. Oh yeah. Um, just from just the, the, the ability and the, the talent, the arm strength it takes and see him making those throws from like his knees beyond the foul line. Like it's just incredible. Right. Yeah. And you don't see it very often. I mean, you think of today's players, you think of Machado, you think of not Arenado, um, but you know, really anything past that, it's, you know, it's like Mike Schmidt, Brooks yeah. Robinson, um, you know, older players like that, but yeah, you really, you really take for granted that, that uh, hot corner sometimes, and it's good to get a good player over there. Yeah. Especially one who can hit too. That, that makes, that makes it a lot easier to, uh, to watch. And uh, he's just always one of my favorite players. I said the Yankees will end up getting Nolan Arenado when he's like 38 and like on, on the downside of, the, of his career, it always seems like the player I want the Yankees to get comes here eventually, but not, <laughs> not when I want him here. Uh, just going back to the twenty the off season, uh, you know they signed the three pitchers. They got them. If there was a move that is still out there for them to make, like a or a place that they could upgrade, what what would you say is an area you would hope they could upgrade? I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but it's starting pitching. I don't, I don't. I mean, if you ask our front office, you know, our 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 GM is gonna be like, oh well, we have five starters. That's what he said last year, and it didn't turn out very well. Right. But you, you, you still have Blake Snell out there, which is kind of a pipe dream when it comes to the Cardinals because he's asking for, you know, mega money, and that's just not really the Cardinals. We like to get good players on deals. Like, you think you, yeah. the Nolan Arenado deal, like, they paid us to take him, I know. which is wild. But, <laughs> um, but I think maybe something a little bit more doable and familiar is Jordan Montgomery. Uh, you know, he, I think we let him go at the trade deadline last year, I think. And then he went to the Rangers, yep. won a World Series, and now now he's a free agent. He's still out there. Like, go sign him. Go get him. He's not look. he's probably not looking for a, you know, a, a super, you know, massive deal. He, he's looking to get paid and play some ball. And, you know, he's, he's kind of sneaky. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I I always liked him. I I was a little upset when they traded him for uh, Harrison, Harrison Bader, but I liked Bader. If it, if I don't like the, if it's not third base defense, center field defense is like number two on like things I like to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I knew Bader could go get the ball uh, if he could stay on the field, and that didn't happen as a Yankee. And now now he's a Met, so you know he he's moving his way through New York, but. But Montgomery really – he took a different step forward with the, with the Cardinals. I think they really – I think they have a good good way of developing pitching and getting a, more out of their pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, I, I would think that he would want to go back to St. Louis where it kind of all came back together for him. Could be. I, I mean, I'm hoping so anyways. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a good addition. Um, I do – you know, Besides Arenado, uh, Lars Newbar is another player I enjoy watching over at the Cardinals. Uh, he, I, he just brings a different joy, I think, to the team. He kind of reminds me like of a Randy Arozarena, like just a, a personality that you want to root for on the team. Yeah, you had to pick. You had to bring up Arozarena, who used to be a Cardinal. <laughs> I, I know. I, my bad. <laughs> no, I, it's not your bad. For letting him go and becoming, you know, him and uh, Araldis Garcia, you know, 
they <laughs> they started with wow. the Cardinals. They kind of had some blunders, but then when we traded them away, they became superstars. So who'd, who'd figure? But um, you know, you're you're absolutely right. Um, Newbar, he's he's a spark plug. He gets the guys going even on a tough day. Um, you know, with his celebrations and just his energy, it's 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 great to watch. I think it's good for any team. I mean, if and if Shohei Otani was going to come to the Cardinals, I think it would have been Lars Newbar like completely bringing him there. So that was that was gonna that was like the incentive, I think. Between you and me, that was our only hope. There, <laughs> there was no way we were going to give seven hundred million dollars to a player over ten years, deferred deferred payments yeah. or not. Yeah. And I don't care how much Shohei likes playing with Lars. I, I, I think, uh, you know, $300 million or $700 million was not going not gonna to fly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially when you get the chance to play with just a bunch of all-stars on your team like the Dodgers. Yeah. It's, it's hard to look past that. I don't blame them for going to the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> no, de- definitely not. All right. So quick couple couple things. Let's see. Uh we, you said you think uh, Nolan Arenado has a bounce back. Over or under 30 home runs for him this year? Over. All right. Paul Goldschmidt. Last year he was he was down to 268 last year on his batting average. Usually he's a high 320s. Over under 300 for Goldie in his age 35, 36 season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you asking you know, over or under over, on the 28? Over under 300, Over yeah. under 300. Um, it's, a free, it's a walk year for him, right? So if he doesn't perform well, free agency could look really different for him if teams think he's going downhill, be, you know, especially because of his age. But um, as much as I'd like to see him hit over 300, I'm going to say under. All right. Uh, he was well. He's always been one of my, those cool first basemen to watch too. Cause yeah, he combined good, some good uh, first base defense with with just pure contact and be able to, and still hit the ball with power. So he was he was always a, a fun one to watch too. Um, all right, last last over under. Uh, before the end of the season or after the season, does Yadi become the manager of the Cardinals? Damn good question. Um, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, God, that's that. There's so many things swirling around in my head right now about that because, you know, we have Ollie Marmol who just I don't think is the answer, um, especially after we let Mike Schilt go. Um, you know, I think Mike Schultz should still be the manager of the Cardinals while he's with the Padres now. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Yadier Molina be the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, but that's not your question. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think maybe this is the year where he um, gets a taste of, like, behind-the-scenes baseball and, you know, kind of from that bench coach sort of perspective. Um, you know, if – you know, I'd I'd love to see uh, it happen before the end of the season, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say after. All right. Yeah, the way 
Ali kind of handled the whole Wilson Contreras thing last year too. Like it was just a lot of weird things that happened in, in Cardinal land just with the manager itself. Yeah. And the Tyler O'Neill situation yeah. saying that he wasn't hustling around third or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, he's not like a veteran manager, so maybe he's got some learning to do, but maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much grace by saying that. I think if you're going to be a manager, you should have your, have your stuff together. So, um, yeah, I wanted him, I wanted him out of the all-star break last year. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only car. You're probably not even one of the only uh, Cardinal fans, but Cardinals probably were, some of them were probably rooting well, for the same thing. Listen, like the year that we uh, fired Mike Matheny, um, you know, the pace that he was on, like to the, to the all-star, he was, he was fired by the all-star game. Yeah. Ollie Marmol was doing worse by, uh, by May. <laughs> so you get to the all-star game and you're worse in worse shape than what you were a few years ago with Matheny and he's not fired. That's just never really computed with me. Yeah. I agree. I do think Yachty gets the, gets the chance at some point. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with you though. I think this is his year where he kind of like sees how things work in the organization and uh, kind of figures it out and then probably takes the helm either some sometime next year, maybe not the start of the season, but things go rough for Ollie this year and they keep him around one more. I could see him be the all-star coming on at the all-star break next by the all-star break next year. But uh, I, I kind of lean towards you. I think they give Ollie at least this year considering, you know, they're, they're coming back from a, a, an off year for Cardinal standards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the, the thing that's working in Ollie's favor is that the team has the potential to make him look good, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have, a lot of bobbleheads uh, behind you. I can see. What uh, you got to count on? How many you have? Uh, that's like um, I keep an inventory. Um, I think the last time I counted, it was at like is over five hundred, something like that. Um, there's some collectors that have you know upwards of a thousand or more. Yeah. Um, but I think five hundred is excessive enough <laughs> to kind of be in the same ca category i think if you have 10 of something that's a lot yeah when you say you have 500 or more of something that's like like i have to brace people before i you know show them my displays down here <laughs> uh any ones this year you're you you're already looking to try to get either a brewer's one or a cardinal's one that you're you know hoping someone will grab for you yeah, yeah, great question. I uh, I'm a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Um, him and I share the same birthday. Um, he was actually um, the the card or not the Cardinals. The Brewers were playing the Reds the very first game I was at, and Griffey hit a home run that game. So it you know it only makes sense. I'm a fan, and the Mariners are giving out a uh, it's like a, two different versions of the same bobblehead. It's him making a wall catch. Um, one's in a all white jersey. One he's wearing the teal jersey. Oh, nice. I'm hoping to score. I'm hoping to score one of those teal ones. They look really slick. That's awesome. No, I, I mean Ken Griffey Jr. is probably the player. Uh, I know baseballism does like a shirt. Like he's every player's favorite player. Like how I don't know how anybody could ever not want to be Ken Griffey Jr. Just with the swag, the 
the abilities. He had everything in a baseball player. He was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and he, he was great. But you, yeah. I would have, you know, loved to see how great he could have been if it wasn't for how many injuries he dealt with. Um, but no, still, still one of my favorites. Um, you know, probably will be for a long time. Uh, what about what about you? I mean, you're you're kind of you're you're a Yankee fan. Do you make it to many Yankees games? Are you are you interested in like the bobblehead giveaway games? What's 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 your bobblehead game? I guess is the question. Want to ask <laughs> my. My bobblehead game is pretty weak. I have a few. Uh, they're a little bit up there. Hard to see, but got a couple. Uh, the hard thing with the Yankee bobbleheads are getting there and being in line. Like, you have to get there four hours ahead yeah. of time. And it's, it's, it's rough to get there and stand there in a line trying to, trying to get them. So I do have a, a friend who has grabbed a few for me. Uh, nice. So I, I've been able to get a couple over the years. Um, I don't get to Yankee Stadium as much uh, as I used to. Probably like three or four games a year. Uh, that's 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 enough. I actually prefer going to City Field. Yep. It's much nicer of a viewing experience. The food's better. The beer's better. It's just more like a cool place to watch a game. For sure. So I end up going there a lot um, versus Yankee Stadium, which is kind of like – I always say it's like the going to like the Coliseum. Like it's big, it's gray, and it's I mean it's got you know champions and championships inside, but it's kind of kind of got a cold feeling to it. Not a lot of personality behind it. So gotcha. I've been going to a lot more minor league games too. Just with the with the kids, it's a lot easier to to get to a minor league game, leave a little early, and oh, yeah. um, so and then I do the the minor league guy uh teams do great jobs with the a lot of the bobbleheads too so there's right. a anthony volpe one i want this year uh i'll be trying to get and it's jason dominguez one so hopefully there, there i can go. get i can get yeah. there <laughs> i mean i imagine those yankees ones are kind of harder to get um but i mean if there's one that you miss out on like wait on it just a little bit and like kind of check ebay every now and then i mean at first like you know sellers like to you know, grab them and then charge insane money. But over time, people will be like, ah, I guess I don't need this anymore. You can pick one up for like 20, 30 bucks. It saves you the time, the headache, yeah. and the, yeah. the money too. I imagine Yankee tickets aren't aren't cheap. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, you got to get Yankee, getting Yankee tickets. Getting into the city is an expensive proposition. $40 for parking. Before you're inside, it's already like 70 bucks. And then yeah. just to get into the stadium and get a beer is another 25 $20, $20 and oh, yeah. uh you know it, it quickly adds up um how many brewer games do you get to go to brewers games a lot or are you minor league you said you're close, pretty close to that one as well which do you get to do more of? Uh, um well i don't know i feel like it's less and less as the years kind of go on um, I'm ex I'm expecting my first child awesome. uh, this. Congrats! We're preparing for that, so maybe this <laughs> year it'll be an all-time low. But yeah, um, you know, I I there I, that year where we had Pujols come back, I probably went to Miller Park four times um, just to even get a chance to see him, and I did. It was great, and um, actually went to Boston because the Cardinals were 
um, in Fenway. Um, I try and hit up new stadiums as much as I can. Maybe we'll try and get to uh, Minnesota this year to watch the Cardinals play there. Um, we went to um, a White Sox game last year, which was it was all right. <laughs> um, I have strong feelings about that stadium. There's a lot more to do inside than there is outside. Um, but um, but no, um, yeah, I try and go to you know maybe five games a year, um, whether it's professional or minor league. I don't really care. I I I have bobbleheads from every team because I appreciate the greats that have played this game. I just, I love this game. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I've loved it since I was 12 years old and, you know, I'm staring at a Ted Williams bobblehead and just like understanding what he means to, to the game overall, um, is, is great. So if I can go to any game, even if it's a independent Northwest league or Northwoods league team, um, I'm all, I'm all for it. Nice. You have one of those look close to you over there? Northwoods? Yeah. Uh, we, have a, we have a couple. We have uh, the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders. There's the Green Bay Rockers. Um, okay. Madison, Wisconsin isn't too far away. They've got the Mallards. Um, I, I make my way over to La Crosse, Wisconsin, if you've ever heard of the bustling metropolis of La Crosse, Wisconsin. I have. They have the loggers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I get to anywhere I can. Nice. I, I didn't realize there were that many in Wisconsin itself, uh, professional teams like that. That's awesome that you got, you got options on baseball. Um, not always affiliated, but still, it's, it's just still fun to watch and, and be a part of. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Max Scherzer and Chris Sale, both played for the loggers in the um, earlier mid 2000s. Um, so you never know who's going to come through. They're like college kids that are. Um, yeah. Like you never know who, who you're going to see. I mean, Meyer league or independent league. It's, it's still cool. Yeah. Uh, we had the Nork bears here. Uh, I forget which league they were in at the time, but. Jose Canseco played for them. Ricky Henderson played for them. It was, it was like if you were a great baseball player at one time, you may have played in Nork because they were giving people a chance to play. And uh, Ricky Henderson played for the Nork Bears. I think ended up going back into like the major leagues at, like shortly after that. So uh, it was it was a cool stop for when it was there for a little bit. And um, now we just have we have the New Jersey Jackals, uh, which are part of they just changed leagues last year um so i can't think of what league they're in now but they've been in like three different ones after like shuffling and after the minor leagues uh, contracted i think one of the teams fell into that league so it's been it's been all over but uh that, that base you know even it's baseball and it's just fun to watch and sometimes those games are more entertaining because you don't you know a ground ball the short isn't always the easy play to first and you never know what's actually going to happen or what you're going to see at the ballpark so yeah uh, it's always unexpected yeah for sure yeah well dustin i appreciate talking to you um thanks for coming on and talking about baseball drinking some beer and uh you know hopefully we'll we'll talk during the season see you know do a check-in see how the cardinals are doing and uh see how you're doing on getting your uh griffey 
bobbleheads for the season. Sounds good. We appreciate you listening to the No Bad Hops podcast. We hope you'll join us for to listen to some of the other season previews for this year and join us after opening day where we will have a lot of great things planned. Uh, we're looking forward to being part of your podcast rotation for the 2024 season. You can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow me at Major League Brews on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to continue seeing the beers I'm drinking, the baseball I'm watching, and video highlights from No Bad Hops as well. If you have any ideas or show, for the show, questions or comments, or you want to join the conversation, you can direct, uh, direct message me on Instagram or email me at aabrew162 at gmail.com. And you can listen to other of the podcasts that are part of the Fans First Sports Network uh, by following along on our social medias over at FFSN on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook and X. So we thank you again for joining us. Cheers. And we look forward to seeing you soon.